Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm honored to be with J.R. Spear. From getting blown up in Iraq to leading entrepreneurs on how to start and scale their business, uh, J.R. Spear is the founder of Creed Consulting and Business Leaders Network. Since his return from the hot desert of Iraq in 2007, he built several successful businesses ranging from fitness and martial arts, uh, marketing and advertising, as well as consulting. His mission is to arm small business owners with the right tools and resources needed to grow their businesses, giving them the direct path to bypass the struggles that he had to endure so they can achieve the life and business they desire. Since 2017, he's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs 2x, 5x, and even 10x their businesses by implementing the proper steps, structure, technology, efficiencies, processes, and scalability. He's presented to audiences, both large and small, in a variety of different settings and contexts. As an author and presenter, he uses his personal stories and life experiences to not only make a, a point, but to keep the audience engaged in listening. They leave with practical and applicable steps to take with them as beyond as they learn and grow. Welcome, JR, to the podcast. Hey, thank you. It's always a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about how you got to your business, which is Creed Consulting, and what Creed, the acronym, actually is. Well, let me take you back to my early days of my childhood when I came out of my mother's womb. And that's kind of honestly where my journey began because my mother always uh, done martial arts since she was about 10 years old. And when by the time she uh, you know, became an adult, she owned her own program, her own school. And you know, when I was born, she kind of got me and my four sisters all involved into the martial arts. So from from the day that I could walk and, you know, I started taking little dragons classes in the martial arts school. And then I started doing, you know, other fitness things. And she always just, she was the type of person that when she went to go teach a class, she had us in her, her uh, car seat or the stroller and we're always there watching and doing it. And it was our lifestyle. Some people say, look at martial arts as being a sport and an activity that they just do. But for us, it was a lifestyle that we grew up with and it became a part of who we are. So from a young age, you know, I, I started out the little dragons, but then I was teaching when I was about 10 or 11 years old. And I remember very distinctly that 
the way that I started teaching was because my mom was sick or something like that. We had the school and someone had to step up and go teach a class. I never led a whole class at this time, much less I'm going to go teach people how to hold targets and, you know, do some kicks, maybe do some katas, maybe do some self-defense. But I never led multiple classes in one day. And I was kind of thrown into that game and having to do that at that time. So that's kind of where my journey began from a leadership standpoint. And when, when I started teaching and fell in love with teaching, and that's why it becomes so natural for me to be able to lead a room, take command and really help lead people and inspire them to take action. So moving on throughout the years, even through high school, you know, I traveled to a bunch of different schools located in my area and all over St. Louis. And I would take over the health class or the business class at different places. And I would teach them about self-defense, awareness, character development, all these different things to people that were my own age. And to me, I never really looked at age. So it's like, okay, you know, they're my, they're the same age as me. They might be older, they might be younger, but I took command and I even had like the teachers, you know, sitting there taking notes as I would speak all the time. So that was a very natural ability for me. And even when I went in the military, uh, right out of high school, you know, I trained a lot of Marines and sailors in the fitness and martial arts and even on leadership skills and stuff like that. And so kind of going from my martial arts background to now the, the, the my military background, when I got back from Iraq in 2007, I was trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life? Well, I had no direction. I lost my identity. I was no longer wearing the uniform in the military. So I was like, what am I going to do? And so I just leaned on what I, what I knew best, which was teach martial arts. So starting in 2007, I opened up my first business, which was a martial arts school out of St. Louis, Missouri. Did that really well, hired a coach as part of a mastermind, and they really helped me develop the skills that I needed to take my business to the next level. And the same steps and the concepts that they taught me back then is a lot of the same things that I teach my clients today, which is understanding you know, your purpose, your identity, your messaging, how to create offers how to do events and how to sell at events. And these same tools is what I've been able to duplicate in multiple different types of businesses and excel and do really well with. So after a few years, I ended up selling the martial arts school and then wanted to go work with only adults in the fitness space and launch PowerFit Bootcamp. That was probably 2009, I think. It was 2009 or 2010. It was 2010 where I launched PowerFit Bootcamp. I was still in the martial arts school kind of there as well as I was going through the process of selling it. But I launched PowerFit Bootcamp, and then less than two and a half years, I expanded it to four different cities where I was all over St. Louis, North or North Carolina, South Carolina, and Illinois. And um, it was awesome. Did it for about a decade, really achieved a, a ton of success in that. And it was just following the same simple processes that I've learned from the martial arts and the, and the military and everything I did in my life. And then um, when we moved to the East Coast in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area in 2016, I decided to uh, shut down the the fitness and wanted to pursue more consulting and la I launched a couple of different businesses at the same time. So I had a, a franchise that I owned that I bought into is through Into Publishing. So it was a publication magazine for high neighborhoods. So I had my neighborhood that I built that I live in and built a publication and, and magazine for the families in, the, in our community. I launched my advertising business, which was a funnel business. So I did I helped build people's sales processes. Their funnels and lead mags help them generate leads in their automation. And then I had my, my coaching business as well, which was called, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 100K Fit Pro. My funnel, funnel business was Fit Pro Funnels, and my coaching business was 100K Fit Pro. Well, I did that for a few years. And in 2019, I started, I wasn't feeling good about the names and what, what, I, was, what I was doing because it felt very transactional to me. 
And I went through, I went through a period where I was like, you know what? The one thing that people value most is their own personal name. And anytime people feel like they're being sold to, it, it, it turns them off, but also it blocks the, the connection between you and what you want to achieve. So I, I, I was evaluating what I was offering, what I was doing, and that's what led me to combine the two and call it Creed Consulting. And how I came up with that name was I started writing down like all the core values that I learned from the martial arts and the fitness and the military and, and start thinking about like, what do I want to expect for myself, but also for achievement for our clients? And that's how I came up with Creed which stands for commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. And as I wrote down those words, I started placing them in different orders. And I was like, oh, that's creed. And then after, after a while, I actually looked at the definition of what creed stands for, and it, and it stands for belief. So when, so when I, which happened by accident, you know, I started looking at what the core values and ethos of what I wanted to instill for myself, but then the word itself stood for belief, which was even more, you know, prominent to what I wanted people to really gain. So that's, that's where Creed came about, and uh, that's what we're doing today is where I help coaches, speakers, and authors with the, the growth and development of their business by implementing the proper steps. And we focus on more on the development side, but also teaching them how to grow and scale their businesses from the marketing and sales aspect. So I got my, my consulting business where there, where I work with speaker, coaches, and authors. And then I have our business leaders network, which is a mastermind networking community where we have uh, mastermind training calls where we give them tools and steps and resources of how to grow in leadership sales, marketing systems and processes and finances. And then we got our networking calls where we want to do breakout rooms so that way our members can connect with people in our community to ultimately have a free sales team to back them up and help them grow as well. So we're building something pretty phenomenal. You're part of our business leaders network. I love what we do. We're, we're doing the online component, but also really tying in the in-person events to really draw in real community. And it's really been an, an amazing experience for, for me personally. It's been absolutely an incredible experience for me as well. Uh, the people in the BLN community are by far the most interesting and greatest people I've ever met. Uh, it, you've truly created a community that I, tr I really, really appreciate and value. Uh, the online presence in terms of the educational component and the networking is phenomenal. And it's a great balance because we've gotten to know each other so that going to an event, you meet people who you already know. And yeah. I've learned so much. It's been wonderful. Yeah, well, we definitely love having you there. So um, you stress the importance of planning for an ambush. Uh, that's one thing you repeat over and over again. And so many of us don't plan. We create our businesses. We're creative. We do all of that. But we never think about what happens if and how we might pivot. Um, so tell our audience more about that aspect of business. Yeah, it goes back to my experience from when I was uh, in Iraq, where I survived a suicide bombing on February 7, 2007. And I was at a walking checkpoint. And as I was walking through the, the opening, there was another guy that was coming through, trying to get into the city. And as he did, he lifted his arms and detonated a bomb that was strapped around his chest. During that bomb itself, you know, it killed three of our own. We had Sergeant Major Joseph Ellis, lost Jennifer Purcell and our interpreter, Jimmy, along with several other people 
that got severely injured from that day. And I was one of those injured people. The, but the difference with mine is all mine were more internal. I had no external injuries, but I still suffer from major back pain, uh, echoing in my ear. I have inner ear nerve damage and, and other things and TBI and a bunch of other things that I, I suffer from. But the, the reason why the, the part of my talk or my talk is leads in with learning to be prepared for the ambush is because every single one of us in your business and personal life as your entrepreneur, no matter what it is, we are all going to come, come against some sort of ambush in our life. Now, it may not be an ambush where you're going to have bullets being thrown at you or a bomb detonating going off, but there's going to be different types of ambushes, such as an employee quitting, a client quitting, a family member getting sick, a car breaking down so you can't transport, whatever it may be, or even COVID and the pandemic that the whole world had to, had to combat and come against. And it was only those that were prepared to, to combat those different situations that, were, that excelled and were ready to move forward and continue to see growth. So one thing you got to understand is like when we're when we're preparing for war, before I went to Iraq, we had to first understand, you know, the, there's a method I teach called ICE, which the first part is learning to identify your threats. We first need to understand what are the threats. Well, let me take a step back. Before you identify the threats, you got to go to the E, which is executing the mission, is you can't learn to know what you have to do if you don't understand what the end mission and the end goal is first. So that is the first thing you got to do. What is your purpose? What is your vision? What is the mission? That you want to accomplish. And that's no different inside of our business. We have to know where we are going, which is we talked a lot at our last event about vision. If you don't know where you're going, you're ultimately going to fail because you can't create the steps, the processes, and the things that it takes to get to where you want to go if you don't even know where you're going. If you don't, you're going to go through a monotonous schedule and just be doing things just to do them. You're going to be posting social media content just to push social media content. You're going to do podcasting just to do podcasting, but why? I mean, so many people come to me and say, JR, I want to write a book. Why? My first question is, why do you want to write a book? What do you want to do with it? Where do you want to take it? Do you want it to lead to sell for mirror your program? Do you want it to help you get into more events? Do you want to, you know, what is the goal of it? Because the reality is a very small percentage of people actually make good money from selling books. I don't know the exact numbers, but I, I believe that the, the total amount of books that authors typically sell on is only a couple hundred books in their lifetime that they ever sell. So if you're looking at it saying, hey, I want a book and I want to be able to get rich by selling a book, well, that's you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. But what is that book going to lead to? So you got to understand that mission. So when you're looking at ICE, which the last part is executing the mission and understanding that mission, once you know what that is, you have to start creating the plan for that, which goes back to the first part, which is I. I is identifying the different threats. Before we went to combat, we had to understand the environment that we're going to go in. We had to understand the type of weapons that we might come against. We needed to know the people that we we're going to be coming against. We needed to know everything involved that was going to, that we were going to come against and the problems that we were going to have to face before we set foot over in Iraq. No different side of your business. What are the different problems that you solve as an entrepreneur? What does your audience need help with the most? This is what I call your big seven. It's the seven biggest problems that your perfect clients have. You need to identify your messaging and the problems that you solve so that way you know how to serve and help the people that you wanna help. And it doesn't matter if you have a physical product, if you have a coaching program or whatever, or just a service, whatever that may be, you still have problems you gotta solve. It's no different than you being the, the creator of a pen and piece of paper. If you are the designer or the manufacturer of a pen and piece of paper, you have to know the problems that that pen and piece of paper is gonna solve for you. So that way you know how to market to people. So that way you know how to serve people. So you know how to help people. So it doesn't matter what industry that you are in. 
You could be a manufacturer of a specific product and still need to know why you are creating the specific product. So the first thing you gotta do is identify those key threats. And once you identify those threats, the next piece of ice, which is C, and that's creating your plan. What, when you wanna identify the threats, what is the plan of action that you need to do to making sure that you're prepared for the mission? Because if without a plan, you are gonna fail. So you need to make sure it's like, okay, if one of my problems that I solve is helping people create their program, what is that plan to help me be able to help create that program? If one of my problems is to help people generate more sales, how am I going to create a plan that's going to help me help them create more sales? You got to have that, that plan in place to help you do so. And you can look at this in multiple different ways. You can say, hey, you know what? Okay, if I'm, if I'm pre preparing for a recession or a pandemic, that's the threat. And if that happens, how do I know that me and my family is going to be able to put food on the table? Do you have other steps in place? Do you have income resources? Do you have other businesses? Do you have other jobs? I know because of my skill sets of what I'm able to do, I know how to create new offers that can generate new income no matter what space that I'm in. We could be in a recession, we could be in a pandemic and COVID or whatever it may be. And I know me personally that I am going to be okay because I'm always going to be resourceful, which is a huge lesson that every entrepreneur needs to adapt. And that's learning to be resourceful. But if you want to succeed in life and making sure that you are being, or you're prepared for the day that you get ambushed, not a matter of if, but when you get ambushed, because something will happen. It happens to all of us. Sometimes it happens a lot worse than we want, but it's going to happen to you sometime where it's going to throw you off balance and catch you off guard. And you got to know how to react without responding. So when I was in that suicide bombing and he blew himself up, my job in the military was to be in security for the chaplain. Meaning chaplains are non-combatants. They couldn't even carry a weapon for defense, so they had someone like me that was the weapon for a chaplain during a time of war. So when that bomb went off, I wasn't far from that chaplain. I was thrown left unconscious. I didn't know if I had all my limbs. I didn't know if my leg was blown off, my arm was blown off. I couldn't hear out the side of my face. I couldn't lift my right arm, much less move the entire right side of my body because that's the, the side that I took the impact. I was only about seven feet away from the guy that killed himself. And yet I'm still able to stand here today to be able to speak with all my limbs and be fully functional to, to do the things I got to do. But the reason why I say that is even during that pain when I didn't know what was going on, my first reaction was to respond and, and react to the training that I have been trained to do. So I saw the chaplain thrown to the ground. He's trying to crawl, not able to move. I couldn't see to the left or right of me because I have straight tunnel vision, much less be able to hear anything out of, my, out of the right side of my face because all I had was this big raining, clouded vision but I saw the chaplain just a couple feet in front of me trying to move underneath shelter. We didn't know that it was a suicide bombing. All we knew that something got blown up. It was really loud. And there was something that just happened. I didn't know there was more, there were mortars coming in. If there was like a gunfight getting ready to take place. All I knew is I had to react and respond. And my first mission was to take care of that chaplain. And so regardless of how I felt, regardless of what was going on with me internally and externally, I learned how to make sure that I was prepared to respond during that moment without thinking. So I grabbed the chat. I'm down below the ground, barely able to move. And I'm crawling to him as much as I can on one side of my body, not to lift my rifle in my other hand, grab my with my left arm, trying to drag him underneath shelter and just doing what I was trained to do was to protect him, get underneath shelter, then assess the air for further danger. And that's what I did. That all happened because the continuous training that I was trained to do over and over again that led me to making sure that I was ready to respond at that moment.
And the sad truth is most entrepreneurs are not like that. They're not preparing themselves to be able to be in that place that when something does happen, when, the, when they do get ambushed, that they're not able to react during those difficult moments. They respond off the emotion versus logic and tactfulness. But if we have the emotional intelligence or the emotional you know, maturity to be able to respond during a time of war, be able to respond during a time of challenge, then we're going to be able to separate how we feel and be able to move and execute what needs to happen. But most entrepreneurs are not able to do that. They respond off emotion and how they feel at the moment. And they wonder why they're stuck and in the place that they're at. But if they follow the steps of learning to identify and having clear vision of where they want to go and what they need to do, because confidence comes with clarity. More confident that you are in your programs, offers, and deliverables, and your messaging and everything that you do, the more, or the more clear you are, the more confident you're going to be. So you need to make sure you have clarity on all these different things so you have the confidence to be able to react and respond when the time comes on the day you get ambushed. And that boils down to knowing that identifying your threats, creating that plan of action, and taking massive action, and going to your creed, staying committed, even when the time of the most difficult and challenging times, being resilient, showing up every day, giving your best, and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. That's the creed. So what are you doing to make sure that you are prepared the day they get ambushed yeah so um and that's one of the things i love about your book uh the success guide to building your coaching empire which i have here and i'm holding it up um one of the things about the book is every single chapter walks you through that process and gives you um steps to take and what to look for to identify where you are and where you're going. Um, and you even offer a 90-day battle plan, which is on your website, so that people can download it to follow as well. Um, but I truly appreciate all of the different chapters because every single chapter has major nuggets of information that are so incredibly useful. Yeah, absolutely. And inside of the book that of uh, the success guide to build your coaching empires, I take people through the almost like their business plan. Like here's the foundational pieces. We gotta know your purpose, your identity, your destination, where you're going. You gotta identify who your perfect client is. What is your big promise? The problem, the the messaging. What are the, what's your big seven? Which is the seven biggest problems your perfect clients have, and what is the offer that you are even creating? Once we go through the foundational pieces inside of your book. I take you through a process of what I call your four non-negotiable tasks that every entrepreneur needs to do daily, which is your daily pile. Well, when I started looking at all the different businesses that I built, I started looking at the things that need to happen daily to make sure we're building our business. And I don't care if you're in the online space or if you're actually a physical brick and mortar. These are things that need to get done every single day to make sure we're moving the needle forward and we're seeing continuous growth inside of our business. And the, and the first part is producing daily content. It's not just, it doesn't have to be on social media, but some form or fashion as entrepreneurs, we need to produce daily content to serve our audience, to serve our community. If you want to do that as blogging, if you want to do the email marketing, if you want to do it through social media, choose your median of what, where that's at, but make sure you're consistent with it because most people fail because of lack of consistency and commitment to build and, and building their business. So you got to be consistent. You got to be committed to that. So produce daily content. The second piece of your daily pile that we need to focus on every day is knowing that you got to improve your products and services as well as your customer experience. So what can we do every single day 
to making sure that we're constantly improving what we have to offer. Now, this doesn't have to be uh, like long sessions daily, be like, all right, I'm going to write a whole new business plan, a whole new offer, whatever it may be, but it could be just one small little thing that you can do. Hey, I'm going to change of where I'm going to put my book or my notebook every single day to help me improve my processes to be more efficient. I want to improve the way that I communicate with people. I want to improve whatever it may be. How can you improve what you offer and make your customer experience better? Maybe it's, it's by talking to your clients and your customers and your audience and getting feedback about what they like and don't like so that way you can have an outside perspective. And then now you can start improving growth from there. So that's the second part of your daily pile. The third piece of your daily pile is leadership. There's three components to leadership that, I, that I've identified. One is going to be yourself. You have to learn how to lead yourself. You do so through self-development. So reading, listening to YouTube videos or podcasting, watching videos and looking at magazines, having a mentor, being part of mastermind, going to classes, whatever it is. But you have to learn to lead yourself before you can learn how to lead others, which the second part is your team. You got to learn how to lead yourself. Now you got to learn how to lead your team. Most problems happen within a relationship, personal relationship or professional through lack of communication and expectations. So your job is to lead your team and inspire them to make them do their job better so that way you can walk away and not have to be present. So if you want to be a great leader, you got to learn how to lead your team well. And then the last part is learn how to lead your clients. You got to be able to deliver the big promise that you gave them. So learn how to lead yourself so that way you can lead your team and then you can lead your clients. And the last piece of your daily pile is, is the E, which is expanding your network. Every single day, we need to make sure that we are growing our network, meeting at least one new person every day to add to our pipeline, to add to our network. And I talked about this in our, our, uh, our masterclass yesterday with, within BLN, but we're only as strong as our network. So when it comes to building your network, you have to look at it as you are, you are creating a powerful team that is going to ultimately elevate you to be more powerful. So the bigger the network are, the more powerful you're going to be because the more people you have in your network means more people you can refer out to other people. And when you're helping other people grow, they're going to want to help you grow. And so when, you're re when you built a powerful network and you're out there networking with other people and you're having communication and someone says, hey, I'm actually struggling with this. I need help with that. You'd be like, hey, I know someone. Yeah. So you go into your network, you find that person, you say, hey, you know what? I have the perfect person I want to refer to you. Well, when you refer them and you do a great introduction, you become the hero to two people, the person that you're referring and the person you're referring to. And then if you think about it, when you become the hero to both those people, who do you think they're going to think about first when it comes to your services? It's you. So that's why growing your network is so powerful. So we got to focus on the daily pile. This is why I call your four non-negotiable tasks. This is what I call creating your plan but taking daily action because action creates momentum that leads to success. So the more action you take and you execute, the more momentum you're going to gain. So keep that momentum, keep that action going so that way you continue to see growth. Yeah. And then uh, in December, you stressed community. And one of the takeaways from this last uh, BLN Live was that several of, us, several of us were speaking about the fact that it's such a wonderful opportunity to be in a room with like-minded people who are entrepreneurs who understand the struggles and be able to speak with them and that's also found through networking but you find an the answers that you need in your business as well and that's invaluable, invaluable. yeah 
Yeah, community is, is super powerful. I mean, gosh, I don't know about you, but I couldn't get to where I'm at today if I didn't have people surrounding me and helping me get there. And so, you know, we we want to be around like-minded individuals that are going to push us to help us grow. You're 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 going to be an influence by the environment that you're in. And I'm sure we everyone listening to this knows the saying that you're you're going to be as strong as the five people you surround yourself with the most. And that's so true. If you're going to if you want to be poor, hang around poor people. You want to be rich, hang around rich people. You want to be you want to be healthy, hang around healthy people. If you want to be fat, hang around fat people. I mean, it's just a, it's just a reality of what it is. So it's just for, for us, we want to surround ourselves around higher level, like-minded individuals that are going to push us to be able to grow. And if you're not putting yourself around individuals that's going to help you grow, well, you're going to continue staying stuck and behind to where you're currently at. If I was the best person in the room at what I did, and there's no one else that is doing anything better than me, then I'm never going to be pushed to be better. So I need to put myself in environments with other individuals that are doing things much greater than me so that way I can grow. Because if, if I'm always going to be the best person in that room, then how am I pushing myself to be better? That's the part of the community. you got to find a community of people that are going to push you and encourage you to be better than where you're currently at. And your environment is everything. Yeah, so true. And I truly try to do that every day. Um, and it is uh, having a business and being an entrepreneur are challenging, are challenging. Yeah. And so I'm always looking to learn. I surround myself with people who challenge me um, and I try to move forward uh, and mm. be as aware of everything that's going on as possible. So, yeah, I mean. So if I if I can hit on that really quick, so th the thing about putting yourself in an environment and and uh, a community of people that are doing better, the other thing that you got to recognize is don't just be an information junkie. And what I mean by that is we can go to events and and have that hype and that energy and the motivation from inspired from all the people, but if you're not implementing and taking action from the things that you just heard learned, then what's the point? So oh, true. when you most most entrepreneurs fail because due to lack of action. So when you get that information, it's your responsibility to take that information and put it to action so that way you can actually see growth. And that's why the 90-day plan that you have, so that you can actually see it. Because yeah. by seeing it, you know where you need to go and how to implement. Um, yes. But what you alluded to before is many of us spend too much time busying ourselves but not actually reaching our goals or accomplishing them so i love the 90-day yeah. battle plan that you offer yeah there's two different components to it and like when they go to the website 90-day battle plan all they're going to do is get a spreadsheet because inside of the book i is where i walk them through step by step of how to fill it out so you gotta get the book if you want the plan on how to use it so, but, uh, you know, inside of there, you're going to see two different components. One, you got the financial piece where it marks down what I call your profit centers. And the profit centers is where you're going to put down all your revenue generating medians. And then we talk about like, okay, where are you currently at in each? What's the average income that you gain from it? What's your goal that you want to achieve? And it's going to break it. It's going to populate like what is the monthly and what is the 90 days that you need to do from there? So once you get to your financial goal that you need to do, the bottom piece is what I call your accountability numbers. So we have a whole list of things that you can do, and I list probably 20 of them, 
that you can do to help you achieve the results that you want. So talking about different things from social media, different types of networking and events, and you mark down where you're currently at, but then it actually has spots for you to track it and tells you how much you have left to go to, to make sure that you're reaching that goal. Because most of the time, if you want more sales, you got to have more conversations. And then the, your, your ROI is going to increase from that, or your, your closing ratio is going to increase the, the more that you do it. I mean, it's just natural because we learn and grow by, by our experience. So the more you continue to do it, the more we're going to continue to grow. Wonderful. So I encourage everyone to look for your book. Uh, tell us where they can find you. Really easy. And, you know, the best place to buy my book is going to my website, jrspear.com. So it's J-R, last name is Spear, S-P as in Papa, E-A-R.com. Go there. You'll see a button for my book. You can click it, and it'll take you through the process how you can actually get your order. But, uh, yeah, grab a copy of my book. Every person that's read it has came to me and said it's been life-changing for them. And it's literally a step-by-step -step blueprint of what you need to do to help you grow and scale your business. Thank you so very much. I know that I'll be going through it again, chapter by chapter, and seeing how I can progress. An amazing book, and I can't thank you enough for it. Uh, so for all of our listeners, all of the information will be in the show notes. Uh, so you can easily find JR. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Yeah, well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.